What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. I do have a guest here with me this week. His his name is Abdul Kasim. Um, Abdul, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you for having me. Abdul is the CEO, co-founder um, of Display Ride, which is a rideshare and I would go as far as to say and other gig apps um, monitoring platform. Um, so I know that it's, imp- I know that you don't like the, I obviously don't like the term dash cam for one. Um, is that, is that something to even like, why, why should we talk about that? Is it because of all the different things that, that you offer? Yeah. That the, the thing Steve is dash cam is just one component of the overall solution, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and important component, but you know, when people think of dash cams, they just think of a standalone device. And ours is a, a much more integrated platform. It has a cloud component. It has a whole bunch of software and, and so on and so forth. So we want to, and, you know, ultimately, uh, Dashcam is just a tool, you know. It's one of the tools. So what yep. we're striving to provide is a, a complete solution for the issues that that uh, gig drivers face, whether it's rideshare or delivery. So we mm-hmm. thought more app to call ourselves the rideshare monitoring platform. And that's how we go by, you know, of course, the dash cam is the most visible component, I think, of our solution. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, um, we'll, we'll, we're going to hopefully, we're going to move through the, the what the camera or what the device itself can do and what the platform can do. And then we're going to try and if anybody has any questions, please leave them in there. There were a couple left after the last um, piece that we did last week for Para. So I'll bring those questions over. Um, and we can start with those, but if anybody wants to, if anybody's listening as we were talking here and you have a question, just put it in there, um, into the comments and I'll go, I'll go read through them obviously. And Hey, Chris, what's up? How are you? Um, what's up giggity and what's up, Kevin? How are you? Um, so, okay, let's, uh, I guess let's start with the, um, you know, I'm just kind of, we're rolling off the sheet today. So automatically documents, video, audio of every ride. Personally, I have my audio turned off and I prefer it that way, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of why I would need it. Um, because a lot of uh, times, you know, the issues within a, a, a ride share, a gig, uh, especially yeah. a ride share, uh, uh, you know, strip, uh, they start off as a verbal, you know, duel, if you will. Right. So there's a verbal communication, so whatever, right? So it's a, it's an important component to give the full uh, story. And, you know, I think our one important element to uh, point out, the way we've uh, designed our platform is, right, really 
uh, it, it rests on three main functions it does. So the, the first one is to uh, prevent or deter these safety incidents, right? By mm -hmm. the way, is the core, core uh, our core focus, obviously. That is, we want yeah, to make that's, sure... That's why we're here today, guys. This is all safety. For <laughs> safety, and we want to make sure that the uh, it's safe and also a pleasant, uh, you know, that's that. how do we enable safety and give a pleasant, uh, uh, you know, a ride. So towards that, what we do is, first of all, we try to deter any untoward or uh, any safety issues. Right? We try to prevent actively. Uh, so we have, for example, you'd see some audio alerts uh, periodically on the device, which says that you're being recorded uh, mm -hmm. and typically makes people behave better. When, they, when people know they're being recorded, they generally behave a little bit better, they're conscious of it. So apart from that, the second element is, of course, we try to, uh, we recognize that we cannot stop all incidents. That's the reality of uh, safe, safety. Uh, but when we do rediscover these issues, uh, we try to intervene. You know, we try to uh, de-escalate, mitigate, intervene, and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's uh, the second component. And the third component is document everything that goes on in the right in a very neutral fashion, and in a fashion which, uh, in an and in a way that nobody can uh, manipulate that that information. So it's very credible, and um, and can be used. You know, for any kind of uh, you know, uh, investigation subsequently. So ideally, prevent it. If you can't, try to mitigate or to de-escalate it and document everything. So that's basically the uh, the uh, purpose of what we do. Uh, you know, and I think, yeah, so with regards to audio, right? So uh, another thing to notice, in some jurisdictions, uh, in some states, for example, you require permission from the other party as well. It's called uh, uh, two-party consent. Right. Uh, but yeah. but even in those conditions, I, I guess it's 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 worth noting that it's probably um, worth having the audio on that yeah. feature because um, um, if the if even if you're even if only your lawyer were to hear something that, that is going to court, I don't want to wish this upon anybody, but if something were to happen even though it can't be used in court, it might be beneficial to you. Yeah. So even in a, I mean, it's not like you can't talk to your lawyer about it and go through it if it's going to help you, but he, you can't, you can't use the audio without the other party's consent in court, but there could even potentially be judgments demanding that audio file be turned over. Yeah, I think one of the other things what we do for all, you know, for every time we ship our unit, right, what we do is we also send them a sticker, which they can actually put it on the side, uh, on the side yeah. of the window, right, which says that this, by this is being recorded. please be aware that you're being audio and video recorded. So in that sense, you know, you're sort of notifying them up front, even in uh, states or jurisdictions where there is a two-party consent, you're notifying mm -hmm. by virtue of, you know, sitting in the vehicle, you are sort of allowing them to be recorded. You're allowing yourself to be recorded. So to that extent, we can, uh, you know, uh, if anybody complains, even in a two-party state, we can say, look, you know, by virtue of just sitting in a vehicle and being a passenger, you have approved the, uh, that you've acknowledged that you're going to be, um, you know, recorded. So I think it's a little bit of a gray area. But yeah, we typically, you know, it's your, but nonetheless, one thing is very clear. Audio recording is important. 
Uh, because mm-hmm. inevitably, you know, people are, you know, fighting and shouting and things of that sort. So it's but just so people are aware. Um, I know that it's what is it? Is it a week? And we'll probably get to this. But is it a week that the data is kept? Yeah, we keep the a data. week's worth of da- yeah. of, of your data. driving. Okay, so I'm just making sure that people wouldn't be concerned about their data while you're holding it during that week. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So one thing is we do not. So first of all, uh, the way our solution works is like Steve mentioned, we record both inside, outside and the audio and everything that is as it's being recorded, it's uploaded, it's encrypted. The data is encrypted. Right. And then it's uploaded to a secure cloud location. So we do not have access to it. Nobody has access to it. The only person who has access to it is the driver. And the way the driver can access it is through their phone. Uh, you know, there's a help button on the device. Uh, by the way, this is what the device looks like, FII. So just to contextualize, it's a very simple, mm-hmm. straightforward device. It takes you about like a minute to less than a minute to install it. And, you know, Amazing. there's a help button here. You just press the help button. You get a message on your phone, a link. And you press that link. It takes to your portal. And in the portal, you can, uh, you can first of all, do a lot of these, uh, you know, settings. You can reset. You can do whatever you want. You can customize it to your liking. But also, you can request or you can access all those audio and video files that have been stored. And uh, even though it's uh, like, you know, for we, we store by default seven days of data, you can actually download at any point and keep it forever, of course. Right? It's very simple. And the other aspect is um, we also have, uh, you know, for example, if you, you think some there was a ride when there was kind of something was not right or whatever, you, you felt something uncomfortable, just from a precautionary standpoint, you can get that and you can download it immediately or you can download it in within the next seven days and just store it and it's there with you forever. Yeah. Or if days go by and something happens like a like a wrongful deactivation, but you kind of know yeah. all that thing on Tuesday, even if you forgot to call for the data and it's Friday, say, you could still say, hey, can I get the data from Tuesday from this time to this time. Absolutely. In fact, uh, there's a couple of interesting points you raise. One is about, uh, you know, one thing we have to know is every time we record, right, every time, you know, by the way, the device starts recording as soon as it's powered on. As soon as it's plugged in, it'll start recording. And it stops recording only when it's uh, off, when the car turns off, basically. That is what we consider. And even then, guys, it captures two minutes. Yeah, we cover, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah two minutes. just, I mean, I'm just saying that because precautionary yeah. like it does uh, capture two minutes so if you're getting out of your car and you walk in front of it somebody were to do something that's going to actually get caught so absolutely so uh, it records it and once it's done just so you know what it does is we send what's called a video summary to every email every to the driver's email so the, the, the this uh, video summary is just like a time-lapse video right we don't want to send the entire video because you've driven eight hours or 10 hours. You don't want to see a 10 hour video. So what we do is we just, it's almost like a, a quick scan through of the entire rides that you've taken through throughout the day. And then, uh, and as you can scan, there's also a timestamp and a location stamp. So like as Steve mentioned, if there was something you're not comfortable with a particular ride or something, you can easily, you can detect what's the, what time it was and what the location was, and you can go and request the full length audio and video. For that particular time so it's pretty easy very straightforward so you get that information uh so that's one thing the other aspect uh, i think you mentioned was about deactivation 
deactivation is a serious problem for uh, especially for rideshare drivers as you know yeah. I think recently well I'm pretty equal also, pretty equally for doordashers now and yeah, doordashers exactly. i mean like i know i always we just said rideshare now i'm saying doordashers not grubhub uber eats all of those and saying delivery but there are more doordashers than all the other apps combined okay. so Absolutely. No, but that's a, a very valid point. All the, I would say, the gig workers, right? Yeah. So activation is a big problem for gig drivers. Yeah. Right? In fact, uh, more than, and more than ever now, too, for like, absolutely. for truly wrongful ones. I'm sure there's a lot. I'm, you know, hey guys, let's be honest. There's a lot of reasons that people get deactivated. I mean, some people are supposed to get deactivated. Yeah, but the point I is. I mean, but there's a lot of wrongful ones and for stupid reasons. Exactly. So what I, these statistics were pretty incredible. Uh, I, it was, I think in the LA Times, they had uh, actually listed the statistic. 60% uh, of the drivers are deactivated at some point in their career, one. Of which about 40% of the ones, you know, will eventually be permanently deactivated. So. So you know, once you get the sixty percent, you're you're one of the sixty percent. You get you go through this process of uh, basically investigation, and once they do, then they kick out about forty percent. And you're absolutely right; a lot of them are uh, false allegations. It's a he said, she said kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. So what we do in that case, we we recognize that is a big problem. Uh, what we do is we have something called deactivation support system. Again, you just press the help button; it'll take you to your portal. Uh, on your phone directly, and then you can just request for deactivation support. So what we do is two things. One is we send all the videos from the last seven days, and you can take it and send it to Uber or Doodash or whoever, right? You can send them all the videos at the click of a button. The other thing is we also have, uh, we partner with a company called Legal Rideshare. They are uh, attorneys who are proficient in rideshare and uh, the gig drivers. And so they will give you one hour of free consultation. Um, I, I got to give a free plug too because yeah. I, I'm they do a um, a live on YouTube and on a podcast out of Chicago every Friday, yeah. not this Friday but the one after they're having me on. So oh, perfect, perfect. Just had, oh. I just had to shout that out because you mentioned them. No, that's, that, that's <laughs> you know what 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 happens. Steve, I think it, it's important for the drivers to recognize the context. I'm sure most of them recognize it. First of all, when they are deactivated, especially unfairly, right? Mm -hmm. um, or Doodash or whoever left, they basically take a long time, their own sweet time to figure out what happened. And most of their investigation is basically what he said, she said, and who's got a more compelling story. You know, that's one thing. Right? If there's if there's even a, I mean, these days, I got to say, I don't even know how much time's going into it. Or if they're like saying he's figuring out, he said, she said, it's almost like we don't care what anybody said. We're just going to decide based on some weird factors. Like, Precisely. Oh, you've taken ten thousand trips. That's a lot. You understand our our Policy. our platform and how we tweak things. So maybe it, maybe we're okay in your market, and it's the right time to let you go. So yeah, no um, reason, but absolutely, which is completely uh, unacceptable and totally unfair for the drivers. So what we try to do is we are we are trying to basically empower the drivers by giving them data. So. Next time any any of them are deactivated, you say, "Hey, show me where." It, so you know you're changing the dynamic. Today, those guys say they basically tell you, "Hey, you're deactivated because we got a complaint." That's about the extent of what information you get, right? You don't know why, what happened, nothing. So now and so and you're you're not even you know they occasionally call you and ask you your version, perhaps at best at best. 
So now what we are doing is we're trying to change the entire uh, dynamic. We're just telling, hey, okay, here, Mr. Uber, you please let us know what happened. Here's all the data of the last seven drives, right? So then the onus uh, falls on Uber or whoever, the, the company. And then having somebody like Legal Rideshare, and these guys are heavy hitters, they know what they're talking about, and they're giving you, they're knowing that they're behind you, I think that will change the dynamic. And our goal is what? Very simple. We want our drivers to be treated fairly, right? And they shouldn't have to go through this emotional distress. Uh, they're deplatformed. You know, there's uh, this is a source of income for them. They have to figure out another platform to go to. I mean, it's silly. It's really silly. It's a lose-lose situation the way it is today. So what right. we're trying to do is change the dynamic. And ultimately, it's good not just and for the drivers. Definitely, we are hopeful it's, yeah, it's beneficial. But it's also beneficial for Uber and Doodash and all these guys. I mean, they're spending a lot of money and stupid things and things which are, uh, you know, could be easily prevented. Right and and for false things because the driver can essentially take you to a small claims court as well if you come up with the wrong conclusion. But again, it's a stupid process and stuff like that. So it's a completely uh, ridiculous uh, thing situation today, and we're trying to prevent that. So that I think underpins our overall approach to this um, safety. Yeah. We try to solve problems. We are not saying, hey, this is a dash cam. If you have a deactivation, take out your SD card, put it in a computer, try to figure out. No, we're just telling, hey, you have a problem. Here's a solution. We are offering it. So that is what we've done. Uh, it's yeah. really important for the drivers to recognize that once they plug in the device, and our device is, again, very, very simple. This is it. It comes fully, you know, all the software, hardware, everything comes together. All you need to do is just put it into your cigarette lighter, and you just peel off this uh, sticker, uh, stick it onto your uh, windshield, and you're ready to go. That's all you need to do. You don't have to turn it on, turn it off, nothing. Just plug it in and that's it. So that is a, a simplicity is a very important component for us because I want the drivers to focus on driving and that's it. Not worry about, oh man, may, is it recording, not recording, all that stuff. All that is very clearly visible. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys too, like I can speak firsthanded that, you know, I've been using this camera for over a year and a half. I haven't had to call for the video. The video used to be, I think, five minutes. Now it's a 10 when you push the button. I haven't had to call for it in a while. But just the other night, I actually, I did call for it because I hadn't in a while and there was something weird. Nothing happened from it. But I just decided I'm going to call the video on that one because I wasn't even working. However, there was a, um, there was a Tesla that looked like one of the uh, full autonomous beta Teslas. So again, guys, when you hear full autonomous, hear that last word. It's the most important beta. Um, that beta portion means it's not full autonomous and anything it does in the autonomous mode, you're responsible for. <clears throat> but I saw this lady and I think she was doing rideshare. Um, she didn't have a placard or anything illuminated, but it looked like she had maybe a lift sticker. I couldn't really tell, but um, she was in a Tesla and she, there were parked cars and it was a city street on both sides. And she somehow... I was I was waiting forever for her to go. She wouldn't go. So I, there was two parked cars. I started going. And as soon as I was like one car in, she st she pulled in and started going where we both couldn't fit. And then I just stopped for a minute. And it looked like she was having a lot of trouble. I see Tony, the Driven Dad, just popped in. He's got um, a full autonomous Tesla. So, But it looked like she couldn't handle the Tesla. And I was like, wait, what's this thing going to do here? And I, I was like thought thinking it was going to run into me. And again, I had the camera going. So even though it didn't, I pulled the video because, and then I was surprised at the quality too from that 10 minute 
because it's always been good. But when I when it used to be the five minutes, it wasn't that quality. Yeah. So what just for context, what Steve is uh, saying is basically here you have a simple button called Get Recording Now. Uh, you can just press that like this, and you. Oh, sorry. Let me play it again because there are two messages that came up. So that's what it does. It basically sends uh, the recording of the last 10 minutes, previous 10 minutes, to mm -hmm. your phone immediately. And this is very <clears throat> important. Like you said, there are some situations like that. And then, you know, someone, let's say they, they bump into you or whatever. There was a small accident. And then a cop shows up. And they're, they're again, they're saying, oh, no, Steve was the one who backed up or whatever. So here you have complete video. You just press that button. You have it and you can show it to the police. So we are making things again. Again, uh, we're addressing real-life problems, and that's precisely how we have designed the whole thing. Um, another important thing, which is also uh, we did for uh, for rideshare drivers and and, you, Craig, uh, Craig. and others, is uh, what we've done is we've we've, we've um, tried to make sure that our solution is uh, you know affordable by everybody, right? So we don't ask for an upfront payment, Steve. Like you know, I mean, the the camera, as you can see, is extremely sophisticated piece of. Uh, a hardware and then we uh, more importantly it has a whole bunch of software it has a bunch of it has a wireless card right in here we have the mm -hmm. SD card and then of course we have a whole cloud infrastructure in the background you know we use google cloud which you know it can withstand a nuclear attack so all your data is safe so we have we're spending a lot of money on all this stuff but again our goal is how do we uh, balance this with uh, you know making it affordable our goal is to be it in the hands of literally every gig driver right so mm -hmm. what we are doing is we are, uh, instead of asking a big down payment, uh, the, by the way, the camera costs about, you know, three to $400 typically at the very least. So, but what we do instead is like, we'll say, hey, no, we're offering it as a subscription. So you just pay $25. For Steve's uh, uh, viewers, it's only 20 bucks. We give him another 20% uh, off. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you, as long as you use the promo code called Steve. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in any case, but the idea is, you know, we just make it a subscription-only thing, and so it's what it's cost of uh, twenty for twenty bucks. It's about the cost of a few, a couple of uh, coffees, right? Or at least, uh, or maybe, uh, you know, maybe going to a McDonald's, uh, you know, a couple of times. And uh, remember, this can be also tax deductible. So the net cost you're paying is very little for one thing. So we are just charging 20, 20 bucks for your for your viewers, and uh, we ask for a two-year contract simply because we have to recoup something. But we also recognize that sometimes people will stop right whatever driving or whatever, or they may have their own personal reasons. In which case, we ask, okay, you have a you know we give you an option to cancel, in which and then you, you just pay a fifty-dollar cancellation fee and return the device to us. And the device is always under warranty for as long as you you have it. It's not like you buy a dash cam. From Amazon, and it's uh, you know the warranty is 30 days or 90 days or whatever, so you don't have to worry about anything. So we are offering the whole thing, and that's and that's one of the things I was going to hit on is that <clears throat> when we when uh, so one of the things that somebody corrected me on was last week when we talked, I had said, um, and again I was just talking about what I know is entry level kind of stuff, but I said I don't know if you remember Abdul, I said. You know, you, you you're not having to buy the dash cam because just to get something, it's 150 to 200. Somebody jumped in those comments and was like, man, you can't get nothing for under 200 now. They're like, even the decent is 250 to 350. They're like, that's just for, and and I think what they were explaining, as I know it, is 
the kind that could break. I mean, if it, and like you just said, if it breaks on you and you've bought a camera, you're screwed. Cause I will tell you this. I want to be, I'm not going to give a statistic, but it's high. It's a high percentage of companies that if you go on Amazon and stuff, aren't even around anymore. They're just carrying a lot of, they're just carrying inventory and they're getting rid of these. And a lot of them, Steve, also have this uh, memory card and so on and so forth. And the cost of memory card is also huge. And so the other other thing is, and a lot of these cams, they do two other things, right? One is the memory card, you know, especially when it's exposed to heat and so on and so forth, a very, uh, it, 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 it can go away. It, it can break, break, literally, one. The other aspect is uh, these dash cams, which you find typically commercially available, including the very big name brands, which cost about 500 bucks and so on. What they do is they have this SD card and you have to pay extra for the SD card depending on the uh, amount of storage you have, right? So if you want to say about 128 or 256 gig, that will add another 20, uh, 50 to $70. And not only that, it's, it's liable to break, like I said. And more importantly, the way these cams record is they will record and then they will overwrite on that. So what you did yesterday is lost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they have that kind of thing. So with ours, there's no such concept. Uh, we have everything wireless. We upload everything. We recognize that there are some locations where the wireless connectivity may not be great, but then we record it, and it—I mean—it's all stored locally on the device. And as soon as you get into a location where you know the connection is restored, it'll automatically upload. And again, very important to know—you don't even know need to know about all this stuff. The driver will not even be aware of it. It's all done automatically. Wait. So that then I have a question on that. So. If I go out of a zone, which these days it's pretty rare, even when I go up in the mountains of Colorado. So, but when I do that, like, let's say I'm out for five minutes, yeah, you know, come over a mountain, comes back in. Is it going to pull back in that five minutes of data too? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we have also, we also have a storage about 250. Right. Cause I know there's the card on it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you'd have it there, but in addition, we have internal storage <laughs> device as well. Uh, so okay. we have. So what we are saying is, even let's say, uh, say, uh, Steve, you're in the in the Rockies. You've been up for like a day or two days or whatever, partying there in some uh, remote location where there's no connectivity. Even if you keep for like two days, three days, we have all the data. So we have storage right inside the device, and we also have an additional SD card also to you know. And when and when you come back from your partying, let's say, come back to Denver back and you restore automatically, everything is uploaded. So you will not lose any data at all. Yeah, see, they took all my off-the-grid camping spots, yeah. and they're still great spots, but they took all the off-the-grid stuff and put it on the grid, so now it's all on the grid anyway. Yeah, nowadays, it's very really, really rare to find, uh, uh, you know, locations which are, uh, you know, uh, what I call black zones, really, literally, uh, or dead zones. Um, so, uh, you know, nowadays everywhere there is, but there are locations, you know, because they, we are uploading heavy bandwidth data. So it is entirely possible that if you may not have 4G connections or LTE connections. So we do, but we take care of it. So there is no, it's, it's all very seamless. So we talked about the 10 minutes, the instant demand. Guys, when that comes to your phone too, it is like, he's not kidding when it says instant. Like if I hit that, basically by the time I'm like, you know, done turning off the car or if I was at, knock wood something happened i was in an accident by the time i'm like you know getting my getting my bearings down it's already on the phone yeah it, it shows i up. mean when by the if if the police come if you if you were in an accident and you're you know 
you know, for bad or good, or because somebody's claiming you did something you didn't do, you've got proof. So, and well, a lot of times we all know how that can go when the police officer arrives. If he's confused at all, especially, I, I can't speak for your market, but here in Denver, uh, police are so overwhelmed with calls. Like it's, it's what, it's a city where we don't have enough police and they're so overwhelmed that whatever they usually tell you just to deal with it yourself. But if you, if you need to, um, if you need to call an officer, if they can get there and see video and go, okay, look, you know, clearly this isn't his fault. I'm writing you the ticket. You can fight it, whatever later. Otherwise they have to write a court date where you both go in and they try and figure it out and maybe two tickets, but maybe you get yourself out of yours because yeah, he's not the judge and the jury, but he can play judge and jury on the spot. If you can prove to him, you didn't do something. Absolutely. I think one other point, in addition to having, you know, um, very credible data, which is uh, which can be used uh, as evidence, I think it's important to know that, you know, when you press, for example, the emergency button or if you if you request uh, if you're in an accident, which, by the way, the system can automatically detect uh, what happens is not only you get the video and audio. Yeah, but it also tells you the telematics data, where you were and how fast you were going and all that stuff. But another important thing, Steve, which is very useful, it also sends an alert. It mm -hmm. to your, what we call your emergency contact. And they will get a text message with a link. And on pressing that link, they can actually live stream right inside the vehicle. So God forbid, if you are in an accident and you're hurt, so they can take some immediate action. They can call 911 or whatever on your behalf. So yeah. there's a lot of advantages. In, in <clears throat> yeah, I think that it's a, you know, one thing that we just kind of walked right over, but hopefully you guys picked up on it was that 90 plus percent of those, of those dash cams, even the ones that do have warranties and the companies are solid, they've been around 90 plus percent still. And by plus, I mean, much plus are still SD card only. Most of them are still SD card only because they know people. I mean, look at I think that it's it's overlooked, you guys. If you're looking at this as like, okay, well, you know, I can expense out the right amount of things and especially for safety, but what all's you gotta remember that the data line alone, that's probably why a lot of these don't do these services, because you have to put a phone line to it. Yeah. So have Abdul has a phone line to each one of these display rides. That's why it's cloud upload, otherwise it wouldn't work. Exactly, and that also points to another thing. Uh, a lot of these dash cams and all have these apps, so you have to download yes. an app, and they use your Wi-Fi, wi and if they do upload to the cloud on these rare occasion, they use your 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 phone's data plan. So you're literally paying for that as well. So we do not have any such uh, you know requirement. You do not have to download any apps. We do not use your data you know, your data plan on your phone. You don't have, we do not use your Wi-Fi, nothing of that sort. We do not use your Bluetooth. So we are completely independent. Like I said, you just plug it in and there and you're ready to go. We are not dependent on all these things. So a lot of these guys, you know, especially if you're trying to upload data, Steve, you know, data, uh, the video data is extremely, shall we say, bandwidth intensive. It'll consume mm -hmm. a lot. And if you didn't have a uh, unlimited plan, it'll very easily eat up your uh, bandwidth, you know, and then you have yep. to pay extra, a lot more extra to your phone company for this stuff, which you are not even aware of. So we don't have any such problems. So that's another thing. And hmm. remember, all this is included in our uh, 20 bucks uh, 
And that's that's kind of what I was going for really there was that that 20 bucks, first of all, it, you can look at it and just see it as the services. Okay, that's 20 bucks. That's fair. But you guys got to also remember there's a phone line in there too. Yeah, that I don't know about you guys, but for me to add a data phone line is, I think it's just a straight 30 bucks and then whatever I do for phone or whatever. But yeah. AT&T and Verizon pretty much across the board, you're looking at 30 bucks for a new data phone line. Exactly. And so we're saving that as well. So yeah, again, we're trying to, the whole idea is to make sure, you know, it's a pleasant thing. It's a safe thing. And it's also simple, right? It's uh, simplicity is very important. And we don't want to have all these crazy dependencies. It's a full-fledged solution. And again, I come back to the idea to your very first question about Dashcam versus say, a ride-share monitoring platform, a solution. So it's a, uh, we are not a tool. We are a solution, right? It's not just a, a simple standalone system. So we try to provide solutions to your problems. So before, and if guys, again, if you're watching, I see some people are, you're probably working. I know it's day and you're just listening. But if you do have a question, any question regarding this or dash cams or anything safety, go ahead, put it in there. I'm like, I got a couple that I'll be able to pull from. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, so I wanted to mention on the owl thing um, with an owl cam, I got, I get, I got to tell you guys, they were, I think there were three models, but they were $350 to 500 bucks. You had to buy the cam, but now you also, and I don't think you could have done this on your own. You had to do your service through OWL or through their website. And that was like 45 or 50 bucks a month. So you, I mean, you were getting in like, so like deep right out of the get go. Cause you had to buy the unit too. And if anything happened to it, I don't know what their warranty was. Um, I know they went out of business, so what good is a warranty if something goes out of business? Um, but the fact that, you know, if anything happens, you know, to yours and or somehow, you know, weather. And I, and I, I talked about with Abdul that extreme weather has done nothing to mine. But like if it did or whatever, he sends you another one. You know, it's it's just replaced. You don't have to buy the unit. You're just buying the service. And to me, that's a lot. I, I don't know. I think it's a lot better. Um. But so, okay, one of the questions was, um, so, okay, somebody wanted to know, yeah, if they needed to return it and get out of the, if they make the, if, if they decided to get the camera, it's $50 and to, uh, like to break the contract and yes, return the camera in $50 and yes, yeah. you're out of, the, is that yeah, correct? We're yes. trying to be as fair as we can. Like I said, I mean, I mean, I think all of the, uh, you know, all your viewers would be, I mean, they're pretty savvy enough to know, like you said, uh, the cost of data plan itself is like, about, you know, normally about 20 to $30. So we are not making a lot of money off this. So we have to, you know, enforce a contract of like two years. But again, we also recognize that, you know, there may be cases where you don't want to have it, in which case you just return it. So we're trying to be fair to, you know, as, as much as we can be. And so... Before before I hit this, I have one uh, one last question that'll move us into telematics. But I I did want to mention because you had talked about it, um, potentially a body cam. I know it's not not here yet, guys, but I'm yeah. I'm curious to any of you, uh, um, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub people, you know, if you're not watching the live now and you can't comment, comment in the comments below after. Also with any questions too, but uh, comment in the questions, comment in the live, whatever. But I'm curious because we talked about it. Can you, what can you share about that? 
So yeah, we are definitely looking at it, and we are uh, because again, our whole focus is gig drivers, right? And what we've recognized, Steve, is that a lot of the drivers will drive for rideshare, maybe Uber in the morning, DoDash in the afternoon, Instacart in the evening, things like that. So they're transitioning between apps. So it's no longer just rideshare alone, right? You know. So we think, and you know, as you, I think you pointed out last time as well. Um, uh, even delivery is becoming a dangerous business, right? So, uh, uh, so we feel that once you know, obviously, you come in your vehicle, and from once you get off the vehicle and try to, uh, you go to deliver, and that could also be hazardous. And you know, we have seen a lot of incidents there. So, what we are planning is to literally have a complementary solution to this, which is essentially a body cam, which will be very small, and you can just put in your. It is not visible, or nobody can know that you're having a cam or something. It's just a small, like a, almost like a pen, uh, but that will capture everything. And our goal ultimately is to upload it to the cloud, similar to this, except that it is covering a different distance. The reason is, uh, you know, obviously, it you know, let's say you're driving and you're you're delivering to a home, right? You're making mm -hmm. it to the home. Uh, the dash cam, and by the way, it has about a 145 degree field of view in the front, and it can capture it if you're if your delivery uh, location is visible from the cam. You know, even uh, maybe several hundred feet, it can easily capture without any problems. However, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times uh, people are delivering into apartment complexes and, and things of the sort, which are outside the field of view, in which case you, you do need, you know, something like a dash cam or like a body cam would be uh, very helpful. And our goal mm -hmm. is to essentially do exactly the same thing, which is monitor everything, upload to the cloud, and God forbid, if anything happens, you have all the data and, and you know, immediately to help, to, to help you out. Right. Well, also, I mean, I mean, something like that, obviously, it would still be sent to your family member. You yeah. guys are tracking. I mean, like, so in those cases where I hate to go talk about it this far, but where, you know, a delivery driver, specifically in Florida, I'll talk about this one, was yanked into the house as they set the order down as and they were about to take the picture. They were yanked into the house and they were cut into a bunch of pieces. They were dismembered. This might have prevented or majorly, I can't say it would have not happened, but this could have majorly helped because nobody knew where he was for quite a long time. So, I mean, this would be almost instant. Like, yo. A lot of such cases, Steve, even in the rideshare context, right? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's, it's somewhat horrible to bring out these... Uh, uh, these uh, you these you know real real life examples, but the, that's the reality what you're faced with. You know, the other day uh, a, a lady in Atlanta, uh, you know, she was she got into a ride share. Somebody shot her, you know, after she got into the ride share uh, vehicle. Uh, and the reality was uh, the driver was obviously you know wondering what happened, I and mean, he was totally you know um, distraught, emotionally distraught. But he did call nine one one. But he was not able to explain what was happening because he was like, you know, imagine seeing somebody blown into bits right next to you in your back seat, literally, right? So mm -hmm. he had difficulty explaining and and articulating and all that stuff, and that took a lot of time for before an ambulance arrived and so on, and that unfortunately led to the demise of the of the lady. So there are lots of these instances. We obviously wish uh, nobody to have these kind of uh, incidents, but. That is the reality we face with, and it's uh, it is uh, it is worthwhile now. Like in our solution, in these cases, imagine there be an immediate uh, 
you know, live stream so they can actually see and you can have, you can send the paramedics or whoever, the cops, you know, things like that. So it's really important that, you know, we, we uh, yeah, hopefully everybody's safe and, and so on. But, you know, obviously we prepare for the worst thing. And what we are trying to do is prepare for the worst thing without any significant, uh, you know, investment. We're trying to make it very reasonable. So there's no reason why anybody should have it. Uh, the other thing I'd like to mention, Steve, is we're also trying to work with the insurance companies because at the end that's of the what, day, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was just gonna ask you: is can we end with the telematics? Oh yes. So insurance, right? So currently, you know how insurance is, uh, and you know is is an expensive proposition, but you need to have it. it's a necessary evil. Uh, uh, but what we are doing is two things, right? One is uh, we are trying to we 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 record how the driver is driving. We do not share that information to anyone but the, except the driver. Now, if the driver drives responsibility, responsibly, uh, you know, they can use the data to get a better discount on the driving. Because a lot of insurance, emerging insurance companies are, uh, are figuring out your premium based on how you drive. So if you drive well, you're low risk, so your, uh, you know, your premiums go down. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, of course, safety. Right. Of course, driving is also considered, you know, as a safety issue. But other than that, you know, we are we are introducing the safety because let's say there's a incident in your vehicle. Let's say there was some safety, you had a fight or whatever. Right. I mean, ultimately, somebody's suing somebody or whatever, and they have to some uh, it comes down to the pockets of the insurance company will have to pay as well. So the insurance company is obviously trying to mitigate the risk. That's the whole idea. So if we are able to have these kind of uh, solutions like ours which will try to act proactively prevent such incidents is better for the insurance company as well because the risk goes down, which means the costs go down. So they are willing to, a lot of them are willing to give a break on your premiums as well. So, so we are working with them. Uh, so you're right about the telematics data, but also the entire gamut of things that we, we offer can ultimately make it a win-win even for the insurance companies, which in turn will reduce the premium insurance costs for the drivers and so everybody benefits from it as well. So my follow-up to that is that um, I asked you if, if you know, before it's submitted, could you could you get the record yourself of how you're doing with telematics? You said, yeah. Somebody took the question a step farther and said, is there a way or would there be a way in the future where you're able to log in and see your telematics through some portal? Yeah, we have, uh, by the way, again, our portal is so simple. You just press a button, it'll take you, it'll send you a, a link and it'll, you know, you get a, a portal that's only, uh, you know, accessible by you. Uh, now, uh, with regards to telematics, yeah, you can see all your data, like the past things. And by, again, guys, this data is not shared by anyone. We're not sharing it to insurance or whoever. You have control of the data. So let's say, and that you bring a very, that's a very good question, Steve, because a lot of times we are driving, I mean, a lot of us driving, you know, whatever. 80 hours a week and things like that, you're not aware of it. Sometimes you're just unconsciously driving, right? So you're speeding or whatever. You're not even mindful of it. So this thing, what we do is we actually provide what's called a safety score. And the safety score is a composite of uh, several things. One is uh, if you're speeding, if you're uh, braking harshly, you're turning suddenly and things like that. There are four or five things. And based on that, it'll come up with a safety score. Again, it's a simple number one to hundred, and if you're closer to hundred, you're driving well. If you're closer to zero, you're not driving well. But
But the bottom line is it has a, you have visibility to that. Sometimes, like I said, you're not aware of your driving. You know, you may be subconsciously driving faster because that's how you're driving. But now it can help you regulate your driving. You know, you'll be more conscious of it. And that improves. Again, like I said, once and then maybe you can share that you, again, have access, uh, have the opportunity to share that with an insurance company and say, look, man, I'm driving really safely, which means I'm a safe driver, which means I'm driving responsibly, responsibly and then... Uh, which means I'm a low risk uh, person, so you need to give a better uh, premium, you know, a lower premium. So it's a, it's that kind of stuff is what uh, our uh, thinking is going ahead, going forward. Yep. And so you guys, the the bottom line, check out DisplayRide.com, but also um, when you, I mean, keep in mind this is just you know if if the the you're not you're put nothing towards the camera. The monthly service, everything you everything you get. That's why I would say even go to the website, check it out, displayride.com. Um, really see everything you're getting because you'll see it all. Every I think we talked about everything here today, but really there's just so much in this. And you and and I think that leads me to something that I know some people who don't use dash cams, been doing gig work for a long time, still don't use dash cams. And this is kind of like that option where, like, for you know, just a small fee every month out of your money you're really you're 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 taking the precautions that you need i and i've heard a lot of the people say i don't want to buy a dash cam that somebody can grab and run and have all the data and that to me i still think you should have one i had one that had an sd card for a long time but have something but i mean if you can have something that cloud uploads like this and if anything were to happen it gets replaced so you don't have to worry about that cost of the cam I, to me i don't know it's kind of priceless um, because it is your life and there, and it's a deterrent. Like we talked about earlier too, you know, if somebody is, if you're doing ride share and somebody's thinking about, or they're getting a little out of control, that first warning doesn't need to come from you because that voice you keep hearing it happens often enough that where your riders would hear it. And think, so Steve, yeah. you mentioned an interesting point about, uh, I think that's another unfortunate uh, scenario we see far too often where, some criminally minded passengers will try to grab the camera. So mm -hmm. our, in our case, we actually would have seen the guy's face and our girl's face, I guess, and then they'll upload it to the uh, to the cloud. So we already know. So, you know, yeah. so the police database or whatever. So that's another thing. And uh, fi one final thing is uh, you're absolutely right. I don't know why. There's no reason why you shouldn't have it if you care for your safety, one. And also make it uh, uh, and another important, especially when, if you're a listener of Steve's show, you can get another 20% off, right? So that's another mm -hmm. thing. As long as you use the promo code Steve, uh, you get that additional discount. And uh, I think I, I, I'd like to leave it at a very in a positive uh, sort of thing, Steve. What we found is everybody's aware, you know, of uh, safety. Imagine a, you know, a woman in uh, downtown Baltimore trying to get in or going home at 11 o'clock. There is a degree of fear, whether you like it or not, because of all the things that have happened. Now, if they know that they are safe, they are safe, and the drivers feel safe, passenger feels safe, you know, it, it lends to a, a, a much more pleasant environment. So, you know, that leads to a pleasant drive, which means to a better rating, you know, a better tip, perhaps. So it's, it, it can lead to a better experience at the bottom, you know, in the, at the very end for everybody. And it's a win-win for everyone. And so we hope uh, everybody uh, understands that it's a safety, but it can also transform it to a a very pleasant drive. Absolutely. So, Abdul Kasim, everybody. Thank you so, so much. Check out check out Display Ride, 
and we will see you guys back here um, later this week, I guess. Last mile. Peace. Thanks, Steve. Take care.